0: One of the pioneers of Christians in politics in this great nation is the Reverend Fred Nile. He's had over 40 years in parliamentary service to the people of Australia and New South Wales in particular. Reverend Fred Nile started a political party called the Christian Democrat Party. And it is basically in its death throes, a Supreme Court judge in New South Wales has uh, uh, ordered that the CDP, Fred Niles Christian Democratic Party, be wound up, shut up, closed, shut down. May all that you stand for and that we stand for be preserved under the providence of God for the happiness of mankind.
1: The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. But it is the values of individual liberty, equality before the law and the supremacy of people over the state to which we can always with confidence return as a powerful and uniting force. Australia is not a secular country, it is a free country.
0: Well, welcome to Pellow Talk. It's been a little while since I've made a video and, and gone to air because uh, really the first part of the year is is taken up with a frantic pace of organisation for the Church and State Summit. And uh, that's a summit. It's a conference. Um, it, it's a strange conference. It's uh, not a traditional Christian conference, and it's certainly not a traditional political conference, um, but it is a, a hybrid of those things. It's a, it's a Christian conference. Conference about what the Bible says about our involvement in the public square. One of the pioneers of Christians in politics in this great nation is the Reverend Fred Nile. He's had over 40 years in parliamentary service to the people of Australia and New South Wales in particular. He has a legacy uh, that is decades long and immense in size. He's achieved a lot legislatively and uh, certainly uh, culturally. He's um, forged and broken new ground uh, and deserves a lot of honour and respect for his eldership and pioneering uh, in that. And and that's a commendable place for us to be. And that's exactly what I want to promote uh, with my communication and, and commentary is to actually... Uh, exhort the body of Christ, uh, regular pew-warming Christians, to get out of the pews and into the public square. Uh, don't leave it to your pastor. Don't leave it to your politicians. We are in a liberal democracy where your participation is invited. And therefore, that's a talent that God has given you, like the parable of the talents. Uh, it's, a, it's a currency that God has given you that needs to be invested and given back to the master with a return on investment, not just as it was, um, with no improvement whatsoever. That is the democracy, and it's up to us to change that. But Reverend Fred Nile started a political party called the Christian Democrat Party, and it is basically in its death throes. uh, The doctor has pronounced um, that it is on palliative care, and very unlikely to survive the month. A federal, sorry, a Supreme Court judge in New South Wales has uh, today, at the time of this recording, uh, ordered that the, oh, sorry, this week, uh, ordered that the CDP, Fred Niles Christian Democratic Party, be wound up, shut up, closed, shut down. And that's because of a battle of egos and pride and Although there's a really great revelation of mission that Fred Nile has achieved over the last 40 years, it seems to have fallen well short in its vision and the ability to create an ongoing legacy that survives its founder. Uh, And that's tragic. Uh, Joining me right now is Lyle Shelton. Lyle, welcome to Pellotalk and sad days this week.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Yes, very sad days. Uh, I agree with your opening remarks about uh, Reverend Honourable Fred Nile, what he has pioneered in Australian politics and Christian engagement is nothing but phenomenal. Uh, I was inspired 20 years ago reading his autobiography as as I was just getting my start in Christian uh, activism. I was uh, newly on the Toowoomba City Council as an elected member and I read Fred's autobiography about uh, him standing up for the family, for righteousness, truth and justice in the political realm and the slings and arrows uh, that he copped. And uh, I was greatly inspired. And uh, so it is a sad day that the party he founded uh, 40 years ago, the Christian Democratic Party, it's been the vehicle that's propelled him into politics uh, as well as uh, other members. Uh, He's, for most of that 40 years, uh, there has been at least two uh, elected representatives of the Christian Democratic Party sitting in the New South Wales upper house and that's no small achievement. And so it's a sad day that a judge has said that uh, due to uh, intractable uh, fighting that's been going on between two very small factions in the party, I'm not a party to any of this. So I've been this predates my involvement, but I've been watching from the sidelines because the outcome uh, affects me. Uh, and uh, I'm you know grieved to see uh, what's happened, and uh, it's just a real shame and a tragedy because there's never been a time in Australia's history where Christians have needed uh, strong Christian voices in the Parliament and a vehicle uh, through which to get them there.
0: Now I've written some articles and um, i've I've done some research, and I've never published one of them because I was just waiting for a resolution, waiting for things to, to be resolved and legally uh so there was some certainty and and i didn't want to stimulate speculation um or 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 comment on on i guess unconcluded issues uh and to be very reserved in this and and so even approaching this conversation right now i want to approach it journalistically uh and that is reporting the record and and setting the record straight and, and being truthful uh, about it. Um, certainly a right of reply is open and offered to any other party to the dispute in court or the CDP. Um, significant people, um, not just members, w- will probably be given an interview um, or at least uh, their article published. Um, but at, at least right now, I want to come to you for the record and I just need to draw a picture for those who've perhaps been living under a rock and don't know why you know anything about the CDP. Um, you were appointed um, as Reverend Fred Niles' uh, successor. He planned on leaving Parliament in November last year and not contesting the next election and uh, asking the Parliament to uh, nominate you as uh, to fill the vacancy um, left in the upper house of the New South Wales Parliament until such time as the general election could be held um that's normal and, and that's standard and to be honest uh I thought it was a perfect fit and I still do um you like Reverend Fred Nile uh utterly belligerent in standing on the word of God and defying the lying harlot media and trends and whims of of social mores is that the right word mores mores um, mores. mores thank you uh and and, and it just seems like a, it seemed like a hand in glove fit to pass the baton from Reverend Fred Nile to Lyle Shelton, former managing director of the Australian Christian Lobby, who just has a, a burden and a calling to step from lobbying into into active political engagement. Um, and very quickly, uh, there seemed to be an injection of fresh blood, uh, fresh finances mm-hmm. and donations significant fresh memberships and and participation in the life of the party, it it seemed to be a perfect fit. This is data. This isn't opinion or or commentary. This is on the record um, and in the books. Uh, At what time last year was that? Was that early or middle last year that you were called down?
1: Yeah, look, it was about this time last year that I was approached by Fred Fred Niles' um, party, and uh, my wife, Wendy, and I flew to Sydney to meet with Reverend Nile and um, his wife and uh, his, th- his then state director. And uh, I-, I wanted to obviously just make sure that um, this is what Fred, uh, Reverend Niall wanted, what was in his thinking. And uh, it was very clear. We spent an afternoon, lovely afternoon uh, with them talking through uh, the transition, understanding what he wanted in terms of a succession plan. That was all mapped out. It was agreed to um, by uh, his board, a board which um, he assured me was a valid board, uh, which sadly uh, a judge in the New South Wales Supreme Court, Justice Black, has ruled this week that it wasn't a valid board. But uh, I nonetheless accepted the invitation and the appointment in good faith. And as a result, I relocated to Sydney in May of last year. My wife followed me about three months later. And uh, I started working in the party organization, uh, fundraising, doing communications ahead of uh, the planned transition that you mentioned uh, for November. So the plan was for me to come in uh, immediately, start revitalising the party, which I did, um, by God's grace, and uh, just the support of people was phenomenal. Um, yeah, th- About 6,000 new supporters uh, joined the already 1,800 that they had. Uh, so wow. the, the party had declined quite a bit. Um mm-hmm. And uh, so another 6,000 supporters came in, um, about 400 new paid members, uh, taking the membership up to 1,100 uh, paid members. Um, and uh, we raised uh, from 700 generous donors uh, $120,000, all in very short period. And uh, I was hugely encouraged because I thought, wow, this is um, a sign of God's favour and providence. And uh, it was also an indication uh, that God's people were really enthusiastic about um, the plan that Reverend Nile had announced uh, it had, had received saturation media coverage. Uh, mm. All the all the major media outlets covered it. Great all order for right
0: people. All of the right people were lamenting the appointment.
1: Yeah, uh, well, when, that's right. Alex Greenwich, <laughs> your your friend and mine, yeah, uh, a gay member of the New South Wales Parliament. He he just he came out and slammed it. Uh, he, by the way, when when I was sad, I'm jumping ahead here, Dave. But when I was sadly disendorsed for reasons which have still not been explained to me uh by reverend nile uh last september uh alex greenwich was rejoicing (laughs) so he went he went from lamentation to uh, rejoicing and i think that tells you everything about um you know it was was a completely
0: appropriate choice uh i I think it's worth noting um that reverend nile is now 87 that's right yeah so at the age of 86 roughly he Chose a successor. I think in anyone's books, 86 is very late in the day to be choosing who's going to take over. I would have thought 76 was too late to be choosing who's going to carry the party forward for the next generation. I would have thought somewhere in your 60s it would be appropriate to move to a uh, supervising grandfatherly role and and let somebody else take the leads and uh grow supportively and that didn't need to mean uh reverend niles retirement from parliament Mm. uh but certainly the leadership of of the party um deserved uh entrenching and a great period of transition and support There, there could have been 10 or 20 years of support from a man with a great legacy, to ensure that that legacy went on for another 40 years. But uh, sadly, uh, he left it until 86 years old. And nevertheless, as we said, good choice, better late than never. And uh, obviously, Reverend Niall sought God, prayed about it, prayed about it with his board, as he said, uh, and, and his other counselors and advisors, and decided that they had heard from God and gotten a revelation and reached out to you to say, Will you be part of the next chapter in the story of the CDP? Only for this covert upset to go completely um, through the nation and, uh. There was much, much public criticism of you from uh, some of the people involved in the leadership in the CDP that you weren't, um, I'm not sure what the right description is to put it um, to put it mildly. And I want to put it mildly and not overstate it. But essentially, uh, let's just put it this simply without going into detail, you didn't agree with their narrative um, and didn't feel that it was helpful, but rather distracting and not really the purpose of the CDP to be prosecuting um, in in the next New South Wales election. Uh, And so all of a sudden, with whatever the explanation is, they changed their mind and they sought Mm -hmm. God again. And and I have to now be a, a little bit sarcastic with my incredulousness because it seems they didn't hear from God the first time or maybe God spoke wrong and he changed his mind. Um, and this time they heard from God, and this time God got it right, and now Lyle Shelton is out. Uh, to me, they got it right the first time, and ego, pride, and territorialism uh, crept in, and um, and what God wanted wasn't so important anymore. And I think that is well confirmed by the fact that even when Lyle Shelton is removed from the discussion and the topic, there's still these warring factions playing tug of war over this political party and and legacy. And it's just devolved into the most unbecoming, unseemly, bad testimony uh, That's that's very unfortunate to have been aired publicly and in the public courts. I mean, Scripture very clearly says don't take these disputes before the courts. But it needed... Um, an ungodly court, unrighteous court, to sort it out because the Christians weren't mature enough to sort it out amongst themselves. Uh, and the conclusion of all that is even they couldn't sort it out. And they've said, right, you're done. Shut the yeah. doors, wind it up, go home, dig ditches or join Centrelink. You mm. you aren't fit to run a political party.
1: Yeah. Look, um, there's layer upon layer of tragedy and, um, this is um, a, a lament. I mean, I just, I don't so much want to criticise as much as lament and um, seek to draw the lessons uh, from what is a very cautionary tale for any Christian ministry. Um, you, you're right, you know, the middle of last year, COVID was, um, was uh, going on and I know people have got different views about Vaccination and the like, but uh, I chose to be vaccinated. That became a point of tension, uh, not so much with Fred because uh, Fred Fred went on to be vaccinated himself, uh, but with uh, a couple of people close to him who um, who, who uh, were quite upset about that. Remarkable. um But um, and and my position was: look, the the party shouldn't be an anti-vax party. The party should be a pro-choice party. Um, that's the position that um, that I took, and my blogs from June, July show that. Um, but but you know we can I don't want to go all the whole vaccination debate. There are other issues as Correct. well. But yeah, good. Um, you know, sadly, I was um, cut off from uh, all communication with Reverend Nile from about uh, the end of July, early August. Uh, quite a bizarre way. I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Um, he refused uh, to take your calls. Yeah, completely. And. Um, I would get these emails, which were, you know, quite nasty and and clearly not written by him. And uh, so I just would write back and say, look, I'm I'm really sorry. I I can't respond to communication that's written in this sort of uh, tenor. Um, it, if if there's an issue, let's pick up the phone and let's have a talk. Uh, it was a little bit difficult to meet because of COVID, but uh, Zoom still worked. Uh, Telephones still worked. And um, it was just a bizarre situation of uh, dysfunction and, um, and you know, not not really dealing with things the Jesus way. Uh, so oh, I, I still remain per- Long. Um, that's,
0: that's an understatement. Um, yeah, really look, I, I'm
1: perplexed and grieved to this day. And then, you know, after months of no communication, suddenly an email went out from Reverend Niles' office in September uh, saying that I was no longer his chosen successor, citing irreconcilable differences uh, that's not true we had there'd been no attempt to reconcile there'd be no discussion no talking um, right. so you know clearly that, that wasn't the truth that went out and and so look I don't want to say much more than that but it was very grievous I'm grieved to this day um, that uh, Christians can't talk so that was that level of of um, issue uh, that was going on there some sort of craziness Um in terms of, you know, a couple and of people that controlled said, uh, Reverend Niles' world, at, but then overlaid at, that with the court case. Um, and, and so that was a different matter altogether.
0: And as you said, uh, tragically, grievously, the God-mockers and God-haters uh, throwing streamers in the air and donning party hats yeah. at, at the complete dishevelment of their fiercest opposition. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's right.
1: The, the, only, the only media that's reported this so far is uh, Eternity News, which is the um, Christian uh, online news outlet here, in, based here in Sydney, but national, and uh, the um, homosexual media, the Sydney Star Observer and the like. So now th- this will inevitably, because there's a, a scathing um, judgment uh, that's public from the Supreme Court of New South Wales, uh, which is scathing on the party leadership and... Um, you know, it, it says it is no valid board since 2019, probably for longer, that it had behaved um, with an improper purpose in terms of appointing a voluntary administrator and receiver. So, you know, these are really shocking um, and scathing judgments. But uh, it's only a matter of time before this does find its way into the mainstream media. Uh, it's already in the Christian press and in the gay press. Um, but it, it is just... Um, it's something that need not have happened it shouldn't have happened uh, i just want to reiterate i i'm not a party to the the court cases that was um that was happening before i came down and you know, can got, you actually yeah.
0: um summarize for us what this court case is about who the parties yeah. are and and look I, I get that it's a bird's nest of complexity but just try to re- reduce it down to 1 to 3 minutes for us what's the dispute about that has shut down and ended the cdp
1: essentially and, and this goes from uh, my reading of the uh, the judgment. Uh, anyone can read the judgment and verify what I'm about to say, whether it's it's in line with what the court has said or not. And and obviously I've picked up information over the, the course of my time here, but essentially okay. a man by the name of Charles Knox, who was a party member, uh, had been unhappy with the conduct of uh, party AGMs. I think going back a couple of years, I think it dates back to 2019, 2020, and um, he, he felt that uh, the AGMs had not been conducted in accordance with the Constitution. Um, I don't know what attempts... I, I gather there were attempts made at some sort of mediation, but eventually he felt he had no choice but to go to court. Um, I, I personally don't agree with that decision. Uh, I, but, but, again, I don't have all the full knowledge. I don't fully know what attempts were made with Christian leaders to go through the Matthew 18 process. So I, so I can't comment on that. But it ended up in court... And uh, it's dragged on for a couple of years. And uh, essentially, the party's constitution is quite antiquated. Uh, It hasn't been updated uh, properly. And it requires a 75% majority uh, for any person elected to a board position. And uh, it would seem from the evidence put before the court that uh, the constitution hasn't been followed for many, many years. And uh, because of grievances associated with the conduct of the party and its elections, uh, Mr. Knox um, uh, called uh, the party out on not complying with its constitution and uh, eventually went to court. And uh, the decision this week has vindicated Mr. Knox. So the judges said, yeah, the, the, the board has not been val- valid for years. The constitution hasn't been followed. Uh, and there's a big dispute going on around um, who is eligible to elect the board. So apart from this 75% threshold, um, there's a dispute about uh, who appropriate delegates are that can elect board members. Um, delegates have to right. be chosen. Who's got voting rights. That, that comes from branches. Uh, there's a dispute as to what branches are active and what are closed down or inactive. And the two warring factions just cannot agree. Um, and judge t- two judges have tried to get them to, uh, you know, s- smoke the peace pipe, uh, work together, be Christians. Um, and uh, right. they just haven't. They've refused. And, um, you know, one judge, Justice Rain, said, "Don't come back to me until you've got an agreement." Well, they came back to him without an agreement, and it just dragged on through Christmas. And uh, Justice Rain putted it to Justice Black. Who, what was
0: um, so, what was Knox after? What what would have made him happy?
1: You'd have to ask him that. Um, look, I have some obvious. knowledge, having spoken. Look, I, I think he he obviously wanted the um, elections to be run in accordance with the constitution. He felt um, that they they weren't being conducted appropriately. Uh, and it seems like the court has agreed with that. So I think he was wanting and just the did, rules uh, to be followed.
0: And did the um, the hegemony, those in power and, and with the reins of power, resist this because they felt the outcome of a constitutional election would be unfavourable to the continuity of their power?
1: Well, I guess, um, look, you'd have to ask them that, but I, the sense I get is that... Um, it depends on who whose view of what the valid boards are with the valid delegates are. So, you know, one group thinks their delegates are valid, therefore they can control the party. The other group thinks, no, no, this set of delegates is, is valid. And if you read Justice Black's judgment, he, he explains all that in some detail. Um, but uh, that the, the 75% issue is another issue on top of that. So it's just become this circular, ugly dispute um, and and just no neither side has been willing to compromise the the party's receiver who was put in place in may last year to to try and break the deadlock by uh, he had court orders from uh, another yet another judge justice Henry to run yeah. an extraordinary general meeting and to try and break the deadlock he could see that this dispute was intractable so he um, he he uh, um, Proposed in September of last year an all member vote. He, he said, No one's going to agree on branches. So let's um, have an all member vote. He felt that he had the power from the court to do that. Um, other judges didn't agree. Uh, and uh, the two warring factions, in fact, the only time they've been united was when the receiver said, Let's have an all member vote. Let all the members forget the factions. Let every financial member break this deadlock, resolve this issue. Well, the two factions didn't like that, and they both went back to court in October and spent from October till end of February uh, over multiple expense costs, burning hundreds of thousands of dollars of the party's money, plus their own. Uh, I think they're going to get a huge shock when their own costs are, are ordered by the judge in coming weeks. There'll be a huge shock. But the party's finances have been decimated by this, over half a million dollars in uh, receivers' fees, uh, the it's receivers' legal free. costs. It's just a debacle. But they wouldn't have the all-member vote and they refuse there. Um, and ironically, Dave, where Justice Black has ended up, um, even though he's ordered the party to be wound up, he's given them one last little reprieve till 4pm on March the 29th uh, in about three weeks' time, if if they can, you know, <laughs> come to some agreement uh, it's through, incredibly through, through, simple through perhaps to solve all, it. Through, through perhaps an all member vote, um, you know, some sort of meeting of the members, which is where the yeah, receiver yeah. was, you know, six months ago. It's it's incredibly
0: um, simple to solve it, and all it needs is for one or both parties to be Christ-like,
1: yeah, humble, that's and the issue,
0: servant-hearted yeah. instead of power-seeking, money-grabbing uh you know just all about me 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 look just walk away guys walk away yeah. and let the legacy live another day because it's well, not well, Dave, the the, the, tra-
1: the tragedy of it is um you know okay they've they've cannibalized the party um unless there's a miracle and, and look I, I you know i still pray for a miracle before 4pm on march 29 but I, I think it's very unlikely but god can do anything and i, and I you know i still i pray for a miracle but um, if the party is wound up, as the judge has already ordered, the tragedy is that's the end of the Christian Democratic Party. And I've made inquiries with the New South Wales Electoral Commission about, you know, starting another party. Uh, Thank which you. Is, I was about is, to uh, ask you that. Which is, you know, that's not not plan A. I mean, I've, I've really felt plan A is to try and save the CDP. That's why I've hung in here all this time. But um, the New South Wales Electoral Commission has told me in no uncertain terms that it's too late. We've missed the window of opportunity Uh, for the March 2023 state election. It's just in 12 months time. They require a 16 month lead time uh, to register a party. You've got to go through a process of getting 750 members. You've got to get a constitution. They've got to put it out for public advertising. They've got to then test your members and make sure they're real people. They're not dead people and all this sort of stuff. So they don't, they say there's no time and they will not register a new party. So this well, has been an act, of, act of, of vandalism, <laughs> act of vandalism. Well,
0: uh, well what Christians. you can do, of course, is run an unofficial party, an affiliation um, with a, a whole series of independents, um, and promote them with with whatever branding or messaging or colours or, or whatever you're allowed to, uh, with the due notes that it's not an official registered party, and... Um, and get yeah, the same you could, candidates. Yeah, you,
1: you, you could do that. The difficulty is, and and you know, I guess this is part of the reason why I've wound up in New South Wales, uh, Queensland doesn't have an upper house. Um, so very difficult for minor parties, almost impossible for minor parties in Queensland. But yeah. in New South Wales and the other states where there's an upper house, you can um, have a fighting chance. Now, the difficulty with what you've proposed about running you know, an independent ticket is um, your candidates are below the line and upper house ballot papers are notoriously large um Uh, and and your your candidates names you know uh caught up um you know probably with a couple of hundred names uh instead of above the line where the parties are and that's why party registration is really important that's why this is an act of act of vandalism by both sides because it it really does short circuit god's purpose and dave i need to say this Uh, this is the most crucial thing because You know, any political party or any Christian ministry exists because of the people who support it. And, you know, for 40 years, um, tens of thousands of Christians in New South Wales and in other parts of the country, because the party has run in other elections around the nation over over its history, they've stood on polling booths, they've donated, uh, they've prayed, and uh, Mm. these people are being treated with contempt by both of these factions in uh, in blowing up um, a vehicle that can be used by God uh, to provide a platform for Christians uh, to get into into Parliament. And um, I just think it's a tragedy and it, it, it's it's uh, treating these people who are such faithful people with contempt. The, I've had hundreds and hundreds of emails of disappointed people and, you know, the, the, the profile of the, the, you know, this is a snapshot of many of those emails. It, it's, Dear Lyle, I'm 83 years old. Uh, I have stood on polling booths for 30 years for the CDP. I love Fred Nile. Um, I loved it when he proposed a succession plan. I'm so disappointed uh, that it's come to this. And um, I just feel for these people. And I've had dozens of emails of that tenor, uh, plus, you know, many hundreds of others from ordinary people who just want to see uh, a Chris, a functional Christian political party. And, and sadly, yep. that has been blown up by this terrible uh, dispute.
0: Well, it may take an entire election cycle, um, to yeah. rebuild, rather rather than uh, a few months, and the ability to contest next time. Um, uh, I, I guess we can continue to pray and, and hope yeah. that um, God moves sovereignly on these parties and uh, in, brings them to repentance of their pride and and um, selfishness, rebellion. Um, really, this just smacks of of what we hate in every Mm. politician, and that is careerism, where they're worried about their career first, their power first, um, their control, and not really worried about the electorate as their highest priority. Um, You know, I had uh, born-again spirit-filled conservative Christians in the Tony Abbott government telling me, better to win under Malcolm Turnbull than lose under Tony Abbott, And, and that is the spirit of betrayal of the electorate, Mm -hmm. uh, where you will sell out and compromise and do the second best thing as long as it lets you stay employed for another election Mm -hmm. cycle if you think there's that chance there. And and that is appalling and contemptuous. Um, And and it's a tragic end to a Mm -hmm. fantastic legacy of Christian campaigning in the public square. And we shouldn't be dissuaded Mm -hmm. from this. People are people. I will let people down. You and me mm. will have a disagreement. We'll need to yeah. forgive each other and move yeah. on. Um, you know, so fallibility is no surprise. Mm. Uh, Christians mm. aren't a holy club. They're a confessing club. We're, we're not good enough. We need a saviour. We need support and help um, and divine intervention to be better. Um, so this isn't, um, you know, something that should destroy anybody's faith, um, but it is lessons to to learn from it. Um Any final words, Lyle, before we uh, wrap up this segment?
1: Look, uh, I just encourage... Look, I know this has been a sober conversation. I think it's important to talk about um, what's happened uh, honestly and openly as we've done. Uh, It is a tragedy. It's a cautionary tale, and uh, we need to learn these lessons. Um, I I mean, this sort of thing happens over and over again in church life, and I just want to encourage people not to give up hope. Uh, I certainly still feel very called to the political uh, area, but uh, I'm now... You know, as of next week, we'll be unemployed and and, and not have a vehicle in which to express um, uh, my voice into the political realm. Uh, and uh, we'll, my wife and I will really be praying about our future and, and what comes next, And uh, but we still feel very committed to it and uh, we're trusting God for that. And, and I just encourage everyone, let's not give up. Um, this is a right. big setback, but God is bigger and he's bigger than our mistakes and our failures and, and our organisational failures. Amen. And uh, let's just really pray that God will raise something else up. Uh, it might be a tough lesson. It, it could take another, you know, this. It could be another five years before a Christian party is able to run again in yep. New South Wales. Um, but uh, let's let's not give up and keep trusting God and, and just keep our eye on the bigger picture. But yes, yeah, sorry for the sober conversation, but uh, it doesn't. It's not because I don't have faith. I do, uh, and yep. let's keep our hope in the Lord.
0: Exactly right. News is news. Twelve spies came back from yeah. Jericho, all agreeing yeah. on the negative facts mm. that were before them. Um, but two of them had faith and said God is able, um, mm. even though it took a little bit more than an election cycle for that well, to come true.
1: They they went another 40 years, didn't they? Uh, so. They,
0: they did. If they did 40, you can do four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope it's not another 40. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so do I. I say amen to that. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. for the record, in case uh, those don't know, it should be obvious to everybody. But uh, Lyle is a regular contributor to the Good Source, a, a mm. platform that I edit and, and publish. Um, so just to declare those, those interests there, I think it's very clear where we've attempted to be factual and where we've yeah. indulged in opinion. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's just for the record, I guess, for our own little integrity. Uh, Thank you very much, Lyle Shelton, for everything you've done for so long. And, uh, yeah, may God's will be done in the CDP and the New South Wales uh, state elections.
1: Great. Thanks so much, Dave.
0: Well, that was Lyle Shelton in what may be his last week um, at the helm of the CDP, a party that's been in administration for a little while with uh, warring factions trying to figure out who gets to control and rule the party. Um, and a judge has decided, um, no, nope, uh, these differences are irreconcilable. We're gonna shut the whole thing down. Um, and at 87 years old, the lack of a committed uh, succession plan has meant Lyle, um, Fre- Reverend Fred Niles' uh, fantastic legacy of 40 years. Uh, will not go on, and and that's a tragic thing indeed. Well, if you want more of this, uh, we're planning on doing a lot more of these conversations and content this year, but it can't happen without supporters. So a big thanks to the Good Source supporters who dip into their pocket every week or month to make sure that we've got the funds necessary to spend time doing this. What we will be doing, something to look forward to before the next federal election in, in May, is producing a 10 to 20-part limited series podcast surveying the options at the upcoming federal election. First, we'll be teaching how our system works, how preferences work, exactly what the parliaments and houses are, and and uh, even if preferential voting is something that we should value. But then we're going to have a whole bunch of political celebrities on board, uh, Pauline Hanson, Robbie Catter, um, Campbell Newman, uh, Senator Amanda Stoker. We're going to be surveying... Um, with them and a whole lot of other people, every single right-of-centre party. And uh, going through their strengths and weaknesses, people will be talking about their own party and others. That's a podcast coming up, which you can look forward to on The Good Source. um, And that's thanks to the supporters. So head to the goodsource.news website. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletters, like and follow us on all the social media channels. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode at an unknown time in the future of the